Welcome to This Glorious Mess Little Kids, Mamma Mia's newest podcast for humans with kids under the age of, let's say, five. My name is Tegan Natoli. I am the co-founder of Bump Day Spa and I have three little messes, age two and one, really. Two and two and one. Two, two, one. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call them five. Add it all up. Round it up. You've got a lot of kids. I'm Lee Campbell and I only have one kid. He is a boy. Only? <laughs> only? Come on. He's, he's, a, he's a beautiful boy. He's a cute boy. Yeah. He's four months. I'm dropping the weeks. I'm done with the weeks. Ah, They're too confusing. Welcome. He's four months. Welcome to the months. I'm now, hoping to drop the months soon and just progress the into the years. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, easier. they're 21 months and she's like, oh, round it up. They're it nearly two. Dumb, right? Yeah, yeah, just say to. <laughs> Guys, don't forget that we have an older sibling. Not us. I mean, we do. But with the original This Glorious Mess is This Glorious Mess Big Kids Now. And it's hosted by Holly Wainwright and Andrew Datto. It's been going forever and it is bloody brilliant. So get that in your ears in the same podcast feed that you find this. We've got little kids. We've got big kids. That's all kids covered. <laughs> now, today on the show, we are going to talk about travelling with children. So, guys, it's pretty much inevitable in this modern era that you are eventually going to travel with your kids. It might be on a flight. It might be in the car. And so we're going to start off with some tips of our own. Well, I've actually got none, but I've got lots of questions. Tegan's (laughs) tips. I can feel your anxiety going through the roof just thinking about travelling. It's my most anxious (laughs) concept. And then we're going to talk to the lovely Laura Byrne from The Bachelor. She's got a little bub, Marley, with Maddie J. Marley's only three days older than my little Alexander, and they just went to Europe. So we'll get all her tips and tricks. I will just quickly start with mine because I've done one little trip to Melbourne. But you know what? Little ones are good starters, I think. Yes. And look, that was enough for me. We went for five days, and my Lord, it took me two weeks to prepare for. As we know, Tegan and I are very different. I'm the planner. She jokes about me having an Excel spreadsheet, but I actually do. And so, of course, we packed the travel cot. We have a travel pram. I researched, could I take the pram on the flight? You can take it on the flight if it's got a bag to cover the wheels. I know all the tricks. Wow. I need to, <laughs> I'm need. i going to take you on my next trip, please. Well, I mean, our baby's formula fed, so I needed to know what bottles are, you know, liquids. And, and I must say, formula fed babies do take it to the next level when yeah. you're traveling, especially if you're going international and there's not because no drinkable there's the, water. Correct. And, and there's yeah. a hundred mil limit and does yeah. that apply to kids and stuff like that. So yeah. our trip went well. Um, he was a dream on the flight down cried his head off on the flight home and I was beyond anxious. It was also correlated with my first hangover. Mm, Don't recommend that. Do not do that. But shout out to Qantas. The air hostess came up to our area and said, hey guys, you were all babies once. You all cried. It's all good that this baby's crying, right? And everyone around said yes. And he made me feel so much (laughs) better. so nice. But we do have an international trip coming up in four months when my baby is eight months and I've already started planning. Yeah, I bet you have. And how are you (laughs) feeling about it? Terribly, terribly anxious. The only thing getting me through is we're going for a wedding and essentially the whole flight is the wedding. We're going to South Africa. Amazing. It's great, but it's Sydney to Joburg, Joburg to Cape Town. So how many hours of flying is that? 20-ish, all up. I know, eight month old. I'm like, if you crawl, you're dead to me. Um, But I've picked up so many tips, but I want to hear your tips first because you've done it. You guys travel a fair bit, right? Yeah, we do because my husband runs a business. So for us, that's our only quality family time. You know, that's when we put the phones down, we connect as a family and spend some nice time together. You're probably not going to like what I have to say here, Lee, but my first trip was when the twins were eight months old. But mind you, there were two of us and two of them. So we were kind of... Not outnumbered. And you were pregnant. Yeah, I was, um, what was I, about 20 weeks pregnant then. So, yeah, we were idiots. Where did you go? we booked a flight to the Maldives. 
So can I just say the Maldives is 24 hours travel door to door? Like what idiots do that? (laughs) We're just like, oh, yes, with our two babies, let's just fly to the other side of the world to the most remote (laughs) island with no shop. Without or doctors. A- oh, no. I'm panicked about the doctors. Oh, you're such a germ-phobe. <laughs> no, so we were idiots. They were on formula and they were eating solid. So I had to pack 96 pouches oh my God. Of, of food, three tins of formula and three packets of nappies. So one suitcase. On the flight? The whole way because I had to take everything we would need because we were on this remote island. What an idiot. But I didn't realise how much of an idiot I was until when Banjo was three months old, we took just him to Fiji. And we're like, oh, so this is what normal people do. They fly three hours to a place with shops and people. And yeah. Look, my recommendation is keep it simple. Still travel. By all means, don't let it put you off, but be a bit smart about it. Have you travelled now that the girls are toddlers? Because I I fear the toddler stage worse. When I had all three, so we've done the twins on their own, Banjo on his own, and then we thought, let's keep it simple. We'll go to Hamilton Island with all three. And we even had the nanny for that trip because we couldn't fly with You have to legally, don't you, have an adult per child unless they have a chair. Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, we went to Hamilton Island. And again, like, I have a theory that mums don't get holidays on holidays. So you can relocate wherever you want. <laughs> You're still a 24-hour mum. So yeah, just parenting on Hamilton Island. Yeah, and sometimes it can even be a little bit harder because you don't have what you need. It's not set up. And sometimes it can make it more complicated. But I'm not trying to put you off <laughs> travelling because, you know what, the memories are amazing. And it's an amazing experience for your kids as well, whether they remember it or not. Like, you're creating memories. Mm. And, yeah, it's probably going to be better for someone like you because you are an (laughs) organiser. Maybe half the problem is I get to these places and go, oh, it would have been good if I brought that or I didn't think of this or, Mm. you know. So, look, each to their own. But I definitely recommend travelling with your kids. I think it's um, you learn a lot. Um, A girlfriend of mine had a great tip. And I don't know if it's necessary, but it could help. Is She had little, like, kind of lolly bags, I guess, made up just for the guests around that had a note saying, hey, we've got a little boy. He's 18 months old. Sorry if he makes any noise. And it had like minties and gum. Oh, my gosh. And she gave it to the guests. And then, honestly, those guests, she said, helped so much in the flight because she'd been polite and she'd done that. Perhaps not necessary, but some people really do hate having kids on flights. Yeah. And that could maybe get them on your side. Um, It's funny that it's just so taboo, isn't it? Like as soon as you see a kid walk on a flight, everyone cringes. Whereas I feel like, you know, we're chatting with Laura soon. She travelled with her three, four-month-old baby. So, you know, that's a great age to travel. And that's what I thought. When we took the twins to Maldives, they were about eight months old. I thought, God, I wish I did it earlier. Mm. You know, when they weren't eating, when they weren't necessarily on the move so much. You know, I feel like the earlier the better. Take your newborn wherever you want to go because they're much more portable. Family vacations always suck. So now let's sit down with the lovely Laura Byrne. She's just taken her four-month-old daughter, Marley, and Maddie Jade. The three of them went together to Europe. I think they went to the UK, they went to Italy, and they went to Paris. Wow. Hats off to them. So I've got so many questions about how logistically they managed it. Lovely Laura, welcome to this glorious mess, little kids. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, you guys, your little fam, have just returned from the UK. We have. First trip with Marley? Yes. Okay. Oh, God, I have so many questions. Just generally tell us, how was it? 
Do you know what? It feels so self-indulgent to come on here and be like, guys, I'm going to talk about my European holiday. <laughs> but it was a raging success. She was so good and it made me feel so happy that we can go overseas and actually have a holiday together. Maybe not when she's a toddler, but right now it was great. Yes. I feel like when they're stationary, that's a good time to go, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she was the dream on the flight. Like She was really, really well behaved and slept really, really well throughout the whole trip. But yeah, I just feel like I've given myself some false hope in this because I don't think she's going to be like this forever. In the lead up to the trip, were you anxious? So anxious. And also because everyone was sort of saying like, why the F are you traveling with a newborn baby? And I was like, isn't that what you do? Like YOLO, I'm going to still yeah. travel the world. And yeah. then I realized actually maybe that's really stupid. Are you a planner? No. Okay. Oh, you so do you're like the me. same. Yeah, yeah. I was like, do I need to pack nappies for this yes. flight? Are oh they going to have so you're wipes like me. on the plane? Yeah, but oh. You know what? If there's not what I need, I'll just buy it. We can use serve yeah, it. buy fine. things on the plane. Oh my god! When I saw your Instagrams of you traveling, I was like, I have so many questions. I wonder if she's got the stroller. Did she take the stroller? On did she take it in? Does us even saying that we don't plan give you anxiety? I just have thinking about a it? trip coming up in four months, going overseas when my baby's eight months, and I already have my list is full. Like I've. Do you know I've what I think them. is the most important thing? And this is what I learned: is yes, pack extra clothes for them, great, but also pack some extra clothes for yourself because yeah. being covered in baby vomit for a 24-hour flight sucks. Ooh. Pack a second shirt okay. for you. Questions. Did you have a stopover and did you sleep there or did you go Sydney to London? We had a stopover in Singapore for two hours. It was enough time to get off the plane, stretch your legs, get back on. Do you wish that you slept over or are you a push-it-through kind of girl? No, I'm a push-it-through. Like, let's get this done. <laughs> I didn't want to stay in Singapore, especially and have a disjointed trip when we didn't have anything to really do a, there or any plan it there. It kind of prolongs yeah. the inevitable, right? And I was like, let's get to holidays to holiday. Yeah. So we were on our way. Yeah. Next question. Were you worried about her getting sick on the flight because it's such a transient, like, germ fest? You are so funny. No. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. She was due for her, this is a bit controversial, she was due for her four-month uh, vaccinations when we got back. So she hadn't had them before the trip. That was another reason why people were like, what are you doing? Yeah. But she's breastfed and, you know, we pass on mind. our antibodies and all that sort of stuff. Sure. She was fine. So that brings me to my next question. Did you get any rest? So on the flight that we were on, I think it's like the younger your baby is, the more chance that you have of getting the bassinet Correct. seat. So we mm. had the bassinet seat, which yeah. makes zero difference yes. when your child won't sleep in the bassinet yeah. seat. Can I just say, though, I've had an experience with the bassinet seat that if the seatbelt light goes on, you actually have to take your child out of the bassinet. So oh. if you're on a flight where it's got a little bit of turbulence and you're child is sleeping soundly <gasps> in the bassinet and that light goes on, you have to take it out. So yep. it can actually be a pain in the ass. You know what you could do? You could take a doll and then pretend and then <laughs> like, put... It's not in there. Put it's your blanket not... over the bassinet and be like, yeah, I've got it. That's not a, a SIDS risk at all, <laughs> putting your blanket over the bassinet. Oh, That's shit. fine. But also the um, bassinet itself backs onto the toilet. So every single time someone goes to the toilet and the door bangs, the baby wakes up. So Marley, every time I put her in there, she would wake up every 10 minutes. These planes really aren't so, considering us. No. During our international travel with our children. However, maybe we're not considering all the people sitting around us bringing a newborn on a flight also. So, you know. When you got there, how was she on that time zone? Was she discombobulated? She, 
Good word. <laughs> Thank you. Great word. She was very, very good when we arrived. We kind of hit the ground running when we got to London and she had her normal day naps. So she slept really well through the night on the way over there. We landed. It was first thing in the morning and she kind of got straight into a daytime routine. Did you try and stick to her usual routine or did you just kind of go with the flow with the change of time? Yeah, we didn't intentionally try and stick to her routine. It just worked out very well on the way there. Flying east was fine. She just straight away got on to yep. London time. And then coming back, we thought it would be the same sort of thing. Mm. We flew in and we got in same thing in the morning, but she was really, really tired and we let her sleep. And she had like a solid six-hour block sleep mm. during the day. She was yeah. ropeable for five days. I feel like parents have to allow one week after international travel to let their children be broken and get back. Like when we got back from our I thought the twins were literally broken. I'm like, I've broken them. They don't know how to sleep anymore. They don't know what time is what. They don't know who they are and I need to send them back. In that though, she wasn't upset. So it wasn't like she was crying. She just wanted to be awake. She so was when just I, in I, London. I was crying. Yeah, in her head. Yeah. I was like, this is time for sleeping. I was like going outside showing her the moon being like, this is when you sleep, when you see the moon. It is like, whatever's mum. Let's go to Harrods. Um, in a city like London, did you use a pram? Did you mostly wear her in the carrier? What did you find most useful? So we bought a yo-yo pram, mm. which I like that is my biggest recommendation. Excellent. I already have it in preparation oh my for God, my yeah, trip so in four months. Just so for the, travel. Like, I mean, they're, they're... No, I use the yo-yo every single day for banjo. Really? Because uh, I needed something small and compact that would fit in the car with the twins, twins. double pram. Well, love, so we've the kept yo-yo. the yo-yo in the car now because it fits with the dog okay. and our baby and everything. We yep. can kind of still put shopping in there, whereas yep. the bugaboo is too big for the car. For us, like bugaboo is great for home, travel, Walks. the yo-yo, nothing beats it. It's so great. Did you take a travel cot? Did you rely on the hotels to provide you any baby stuff? How did that stuff go? The only thing we took was the docker tot. It doesn't collapse or anything, but it's pretty squishy. And so yeah. we shoved it into the luggage. Um, that was really great because she was really familiar with it. It was what she sleeps in at home. So yeah. she wasn't constantly being moved into foreign bedding. And we often put that into the bassinet itself. Would you pre-contact the hotel and, and just say, hey, we're traveling with a baby? Well, no. And one time we didn't get a bassinet and we had to make a makeshift bed out of two seats. Yeah, so maybe right. it's good to be slightly more organized <laughs> than what we are. We were like, that <laughs> lounge chair looks suspiciously cot-like and that will do. <laughs> I just can't get over the different types of mums because I was already like, my next question was going to be like, do you have sanitised wipes to yeah, wipe down I, the okay, cot from the hotel? Saying, and so what is the What's safety the model? rating yes. and what year model is it? And is it mesh or is it aluminium mould? Well, I think that's one of the things about travel in general, though. It really does put you out of your comfort zone yeah. and you have to be a bit more flexible. Like, I don't normally get in the car with Marley sitting on my lap. That's pretty taboo in Australia. But when you're over there, you've got to, from time to time, be Go like, okay, like there's no other possible way that we're going to get from point A to point B, we're going to have to get in a taxi with her on my lap. And And that makes me feel all kinds of anxiety, but you just got to do it. But that's the laws here, did you know, that legally you can get in a taxi and hold your baby, but you can't get in an Uber, only a taxi. It cannot be an Uber or a hire car. I didn't realise that. You're going to end up in prison because maybe that's not the law. (laughs) I swear to God. This is not a disclaimer. (laughs) We'll put it in the show notes, unless I accidentally Googled Victoria or something. Oh, so good. All in all... Would you do it again? Great experience. 100%. I think it's such a joy to be able to look back on this period of time with Molly and be able to have those memories and holiday and kind of breaks up that that slog of life that you get into when you have a newborn where every day feels the same and everything is the same. So yeah. I know that in 10 years time, we'll be able to look back and go, oh, well, when she was four months old, 
we were in Italy, yeah. and that was amazing. And, and we tell have her, that you have been little yeah. Paris. You yeah. were this age. We have that little bookmark, and I think the big thing that I keep saying to all my friends who have babies is that it's not about them remembering the trip because, of course, she's not going to remember yeah. it. But Matt and I remember it, and we yeah. get to have those memories as a family. And also braving it. You know, as you said, a lot of people said to you, "Oh, you're crazy," or "You're wild." Like, why would you travel with a newborn? Wild. But you know, it's. Giving yourself a little bit of a challenge as well and seeing what you can do with a newborn. You know, like you're a first-time mom, so it might be a little bit intimidating, but you went out there, you loved it, you enjoyed it, you probably learnt so much from it. Totally. And I think that if you can overcome the hurdles that you have when you're away and you're travelling, because, you know, shit still goes wrong, yeah. then it makes you so much better equipped on the home front 100%. where things are easier. Yeah. Because yeah. so, you think it's not as bad as what happened then. No. I can do this. And, yeah, and you just kind of band together as a family. It was really good for Matt as well to have some time to switch off from work and emails yes, and life absolutely. and spend those two weeks solidly as a family. You've made me 11% less anxious ah. about my trip. Thank you so much <laughs> for joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for Thank having me, you. guys. Don't worry, family vacations are all about fun. The whole idea of a family vacation is to spend time together as a family. What the? What the? What the? What the? Parenting? Oof. WTF moment of the week. Honestly, I have a smorgasbord of WTF moments to choose from. Driving here, I'm like, God, my life is a WTF moment. <laughs> yeah, my life is WTF So the other day, I'm up at the shops. I live really close to, like, a decent shops, right? A couple hundred metres. So I'm up at the shops and I was like, oh, I don't feel very well. I thought I was going to be sick. Like vomit sick. Yeah, vomit sick. And yeah. so I'm pushing the pram back home. Luckily, I had hindsight to call my husband and go, I don't feel that well. Are um, you pregnant? No. Thank God, <laughs> Are no. you doing a me? Turns out to be gastro, but that's not this story. Oh. We can talk about my gastro later if you want. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> so anyway, he said, I'm coming home. And it was close to finish time for his job anyway. And the way we store our pram is in the back of the car. So I have to just rest the baby in the baby seat, put the pram in the car, and then get the baby out and go up to the apartment because I can't. We've got stairs. I can't carry the pram up. Yeah. So I basically kind of gently chuck baby into the seat, trying to fold up the pram before I vomit. And then I go to get Zandy out of the seat, but I whacked his head oh. on the door frame, and he his eyes went, oh. bing, and then he went, wow, and I'm holding him under the arms, and I go, wow, and we're both just standing in the street, bawling our eyes out, staring at each other. Because I felt so bad. I'm like, oh, my God, what if I've damaged him? But I don't have time to worry about it because I'm about to vomit all over him. So I had to run upstairs. I mean, that's my WTF moment because I want to know, have you banged your kids' heads? Oh, yeah. There's a saying that are you even a mum if you haven't banged your kids' head on the car door? Okay, great. No. Like, welcome to motherhood, Well, I've done it once more since then. Anyway, I ended up throwing him in the bassinet, violently vomiting, and then my husband walked in the door. So it was all warranted, but the bang was so hard and his little scream, and then my little scream, if anyone had seen us just staring at each other screaming... It, uh, it hurts your feelings when you accidentally hurt your child. And it continues. Look, I just accidentally hurt Samara's leg the other day and I messaged my mum. I'm like, I've got so much mum guilt. She's like, oh, that'll be the least of the stuff She's you like, do. like, the stuff you yeah. don't know I did to yeah. you. <laughs> oh, that explains the big dint in my head. So, yeah, that happened. Wow. And so you're all good now? Yeah, it was just a 12-hour bout of something horrific. I just spent overnight on the bathroom floor. Oh, delightful. Zandy didn't get it? No. I think it might have been 
poisoning. I don't, if it was gastro, I think he would have got it because I kiss his face 69,000 times a day. But <laughs> and anyway, you sniff him while he's sleeping. Yeah, I, saw I that. do. I do sniff him while he's sleeping. But anyway, I banged his head quite firmly and it did not go down. Oh, uh, you know what? Maybe knock some sense into him to stop <laughs> spitting on you. <laughs> That's true. Stop it, kid. What is your WTF oh, I've moment? I've got a cracker this week because Samara was constipated. So oh. I feel like a lot of our WTF moments are going to come back to poo. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to keep on the trend this week. Uh, my husband's not all that into like pooey nappies. I'm usually the one to change it and I'm happy to do so. She was so constipated and I put her in the bath to try and, you know, relax it out. <laughs> Two hours later, she still hadn't gone. And I'd seen earlier that it, it was ready to come out. Jason, I had to call on him. I'm like, mate, you're in for this one. We had to birth a poo. <laughs> Out of Samara's bum. How? Had you given her oh, like um, baby laxatives no, and stuff? No, but like it was there. It was, she was trying to get it out. And Jason and I are holding her legs being like, push, push, <laughs> you can do it. I'm like, give me something like to help spatula it out. So <laughs> we literally were spatulaing out. How do you even say With that? what? Whatever I could find. I'm not going to lie. It was a pencil. <laughs> Jason's like, we need some oil. So he goes to the bathroom and pours hair oil on her bum like to help lubricate it. She got it out, can I just say? It was like literally birthing a child. And <laughs> the poor thing, the poo was nearly the size of my head. I don't was know. it rock hard? Oh, rock hard. The poor thing was screaming. But we got there and we're like, you did it. You did it. <laughs> did she feel so relieved oh, after? Oh, gosh. I think she felt like she had literally just given birth. So Aww, just bracing her for the future. Thing. Motherhood. <laughs> so glamorous. <laughs> Guys, that's all we have time for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to chat more WTF moments, anything parenting, join the Mamma Mia Parents Facebook group. If you've got a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, please email podcast at mamma mia.com.au and we'll see you next week.